Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane Chain and Nelly back with you again. Today we are going to be talking about Debbie guys that we either want on our team or are kind of going a little bit lower than we would draft them. So we're going to talk about those guys. We're going to bring a few names apiece. Uh, but before that, we're going to do a nonsense draft because, you know, we just like talking about food because Shane and I are fat and Nelly is what he is. On my way. On your way, baby. Hell yeah. Um, so today we're going to be drafting best breakfast foods. Ooh, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah, it's It's spicy. I love breakfast. I don't know how we're getting through five rounds of this. What do you mean? You don't think there's enough things? Yeah, I don't know. I are we drafting like a a combination, or we drafting individual ingredients? No, it's just one. Food, one food thing. Okay, I'll take the first pick, and you can tell me if I'm off here. But the go-to breakfast is a bacon, egg, and cheese on a everything bagel. Is that is that a valid pick, or do I have to pick one thing there? Like a a, a bacon, egg, and cheese I, on a bagel. I, I, yeah, I think like a like a, a bagel breakfast sandwich would be okay. Bagel breakfast sandwich is my pick. I- okay. All right, all right. Uh, Kane, you want the 102 or 103? I would like the 102. Okay, you can have it. Bacon. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that is a big. I don't give a shit how it gets bacon. into my mouth. Can be on a, a bagel sandwich with bagel and egg and cheese. It, it could be, or you could just give me six strips of bacon and I would eat that too. Yeah. Bread at this point, if there's bacon on it, is just a bacon delivery system. You know what I mean? No, right. That pick stinks. No, I like I, I like bacon is universal. It's a fine pick, whatever. It's I'm not even the biggest bacon fan, but like it is what I would have picked, right? Like you have to. And this is foods, correct? So we're only sticking to food here. Yeah. All right. Um. 103, I will take pancakes. I'm going to go pancakes, the 103. Okay. A hard choice, because I think there's a lot of good griddle, you know, breakfast foods. Uh, But I do think pancakes are a little bit better at incorporating other ingredients into them to make them, like, spectacular. So I'm going to go pancake over uh, anything else. The 201, I think I'm going to go with scrambled eggs. I think scrambled eggs is 
is Fair. wonderful. You know, you, you got to do a little before they're done. You take them out, put a little hot sauce on there. Great. Um, oof. So do I draft with my heart or do I draft with my mind? If they're uh, not, my... if they're not in sync, you're in trouble. I Means just yeah. having a pick. Well, I know the breakfast foods that I like. <laughs> and that's obviously probably not everybody like likes them, and that's okay. Um, um I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a Nelly type pick here. Um I'm gonna take the breakfast burrito. It's a good pick. I've I've probably had a bad breakfast burrito, but I can't remember it. No. I make homemade breakfast burritos every weekend, and they're so good. I would make them every day if they were healthier. It's a good pick. You guys left me like a first-round quality pick here. You're going to pick something stupid. Cinnamon roll? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's for for the later rounds. No. um, Sausage gravy and biscuits is incredible. Biscuits and People gravy normally call pick. that biscuits and gravy, Nelly. Biscuits and yeah. gravy. Yeah. I said that's, it that's a good pick. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. It's about yeah, the flavor, fine. not the name. So good, especially if you get it down south. It's that much better. Uh and so I will go Where's down south? Like Virginia for you? Uh it's kind of Virginia is murky. It's more like the Carolinas, Georgia, and you can go a little bit west of there too into the boot but not Florida. Florida is not the South. Important to note. Um, 301. I will go with, I like Belgian waffles. That's my favorite kind of sweet carb. Um, what Shane called a griddle, a griddle item. Yeah. Although it's not, I don't think you make pancakes on the griddle, but I, I like, or you, I don't think you make like, waffles on the griddle. That's the but, category. Yeah. Right. I'm a big waffle guy. That's my go-to. Well, I'll take what I believe to be the best of the three griddle items, uh, French toast. You can have stuffed French toast, like the amount of things that you can put on French toast. Sure, you can put it on like other things, too. But it the difference that French toast and pancakes have versus the traditional waffle is that syrup soaks in much better, right? And it's because, right? It's waffles are crispier, but I like the syrup that like it's soaked into the French toast in the waffle. That's that's key for me. Yeah, I like French toast too. It's very close with waffle. I, I think all three are excellent. Like like I think all three are so good. But I the problem is I couldn't not have one, and if Shane took French toast on the turn, I was screwed. Yeah, I probably would have taken it. I yeah, it's a great it. pick. Yeah, I think I think if I I could have gobbled up like all those, I would have. Um. So look, I I I feel like this might not be. This might not fly. So Nelly, feel free to shoot me down here, but I I I want chicken and waffles. But you have you have the waffles, so I I will. No, as a yeah, that's similar to like Kane taking bacon after I took a bacon egg and cheese. I I think that's fine. It's its own entity. 
All right, then, then I'm going to take chicken and waffles. I think it's just a spectacular dish with syrup and the hot sauce and, you know, everything combined. I'm basically hearing that syrup might just be our favorite food. I, I mean, I mean, it, like it's got to be up there. Like, yeah, it's so good. I'm a, like, I'm not sure it counts as, as uh, food, but um, 401, I'm, you know what? I can't decide between two and then like the same thing. All right. I, I'm, I'm going home fries. I got to get a potato in here. And like, it was a tough choice between home fries and, a, and another, but I like home fries a little bit more. I think they're, I, I think they're great. I think you can cook them. They, they mesh well with like eggs and even with syrup and stuff. Like it goes well with everything. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take, my favorite breakfast dish. Um, if I go to a breakfast place, there's about a 95% chance that I order Eggs Benedict. Oh, that's, that is good. That's Eggs good Benedict. Pick. And here's the problem. is Nelly is just pretentious enough to say some random version of Eggs Benedict and steal it from me <laughs> on the turn. So, like, I had to take it here, and hopefully I get my... Uh, my fat man pick in round five. A good eggs banny is so good. Hollandaise sauce hits so nicely. So good, yeah, yes. it's very good. Uh, uh, you can get yeah. bad ones though. Um, yeah, a runny hollandaise. Yeah, it happens. I'm gonna go with my favorite potato. I'm gonna go with hash browns. Yeah, hash browns. I enjoy them more and. Uh, you kind of get different like potatoes in the different regions of the, of the United States. Like home fries doesn't mean the same thing everywhere. Um, hash browns kind of does though, and like I like that consistency. Uh, a patty, throw that on my bacon, egg, and cheese from the first pick, and that's like that's a beautiful combination. Um, so I'm thrilled to get my favorite potato there. Uh, last pick. This might be this might be a Nelly pick. I'm not gonna lie. Um. But I love a good quiche. A good quiche. We yeah, do we do a quiche as well that has like shredded potatoes in the bottom of it. And it's not, it's like, it's eggs, shredded potatoes. You got like the pie crust and you've got like cheddar cheese and bacon and ham in there. This is like, this is not like a, a spinach feta quiche. This is like a, a, a meat quiche. And it's, I, I love quiche because the, the pie crust just adds a little bit something different. Um, great pick, buddy. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with another pick. Now, this is another one of my favorites. If I am somewhere, uh, this obviously isn't. I can't really get it around where I am. Um, but if I can somehow get a Mexican breakfast, I want chilaquiles. That's what I want. And you might ask, Kane, what do you like on your chilaquiles? Great question. Uh, <laughs> let me answer that question. Someone asked that? Uh, I've never been asked, but I want to stay prepared at all times. This is what I prefer on my chilaquiles. Uh, chorizo, salsa verde. And I want like the thick tortilla chips, right? Because I want them to be homemade, right? So you take tortillas, you cut them in four, you deep fry them. Uh, and then obviously I want some queso fresco. Um, I'll take cojita cheese if if that's the backup. Um, no problem with that. But 
uh, chilaquiles, a top 10 breakfast food for me pretty easily. I don't think I've ever had chilaquiles, so. Oh. I mean, I, I sounds where like I you, would love it. But. Where you are, Shane, you need to get it once. Yeah. Like you, there's probably some hole-in-the-wall place where you could get chilaquiles, and you would just fall in love with it. Like, because yeah. it's a little bit spicy. Chorizo is going to be kind of crispy. Um, because if they ground it real fine and chop it up before it fully gets fried, turns out excellent. Yeah, n- next time I'm like in Austin or something, man. That's I'm gonna look for that now. But I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. With, I think the ultimate fat man pick at the fi- at the final Mister Relevant pick. I'm thinking donuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Three, like, like come on, pick. man. Donuts are. I, I could eat way too many donuts, and that's like seventy five percent of the reason that I'm fat now. So, <laughs> what's your go to donut flavor? Uh, I I definitely like a good Boston cream. Like nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. So I was with my brother and we we're walking to get lunch. So this is how fat I am. We're walking to get lunch at a Mexican place. We passed a bakery and their sign says they're open from eight until they sell out. Uh, they happen to be open. So we roll in, see that there's uh, eight donuts left. Just grabbed them all, of course. Yeah. Uh, so four raspberry Bismarcks, a homemade raspberry Bismarck, incredible. That is good. Yeah. And then four glazed twists. And so we bought those, then ate lunch, and then ate donuts. <laughs> that is great. That's like that's hitting the jackpot right there. That's delicious jackpot. It was Sounds so good. Delicious. Donuts, incredible picture. Thanks. Yeah, I, I I was hoping I was hoping it would fall there. So, but uh, I think Shane, all you, three good teams. Good teams. Yeah, Shane, you got uh, teams for us? What yeah, uh, Nell, Nelly with the bagel breakfast sandwich, biscuits and gravy, Belgian waffle, hash browns and quiche. Uh-huh. Uh, Kane with bacon, breakfast know, burrito, French toast, eggs Benedict and chilaquiles. That's a good team. And Shane with uh, pancakes, scrambled eggs, chicken and waffles, home fries, and donuts. Well, Nelly's in third. No. No, I mean that draft. You drafted the bacon, egg, and cheese bagel sandwich. You could add it in round two. No. Why would I want it? It's the best breakfast item. Because your breakfast views are flawed. I mean, quiche was like a round 10 pick, you know. I would have drafted chilaquiles above a bagel breakfast sandwich. I think you're going to be on an island with that one. You're too skinny to understand how good chilaquiles are. Chilaquiles, I'm looking at pictures of them. They have way too much like green and color in them. Yeah, they like, need breakfast... to have green because there's salsa verde on it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... Well, but, but breakfast is all about the, the shades of brown. <laughs> yeah, you mean like the chorizo? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll let the voters decide. I also think I should get well, cinnamon rolls by by default from last week. I think I think people have to vote on last week's poll. draft first. You have to put up the poll, Nelly. We're gonna combine the two drafts. No, we are not. <laughs> oh, you can get destroyed just once instead of twice. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
maybe not. We'll just we'll forget see. about last week. Tweet, no, tweet we'll... at the Debbie Marketplace if you are backing Nelly in either of these last two drafts. Uh, this we'll, one. we'll post them. Um, we'll probably post have the the uh, dessert one up tomorrow. So this will be out before or this will be out after it gets posted. But um, let's dive in. Let's talk about kind of Debbie's that, you know, might be a little underdrafted that we're making sure that we have on our teams um, as we kind of get into maybe some new Debbie leagues or as as we're kind of drafting in year two, year three, year four of these Debbie leagues um, that that we want to make sure we have on our team. Um, who wants to go first? You can throw it to me first. I've got a couple yeah. wide receivers that I think are along yeah, the same line. Yeah, so two guys are seniors, Jacob Cowling at Arizona, Juice Wells at South Carolina. They're both guys who transferred up from from lower programs last year and did really well for their for their power five programs in the first year there. But both of them stayed when they could have declared. I think these are both guys that could go day two next year. Um, if they build off their strong years, their strong first years at the new programs, they're not getting taken in Debbie drafts. Um, if they are, it's at the very end. If it's a very deep draft, um, it's the type of guy that I'd be pretty comfortable throwing uh, a late dart throw on. Shane, you have a name? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with receiver and, and Nelly actually, uh, you know, him and I and the three of us talked about getting this guy up in our Debbie ranks. That's Malik Benson, the wide receiver for Alabama that's coming in as a Juco, the number one uh, receiver Juco, you know, skill position Juco, probably a, a low 4-3, you know, high, um, you know, low 4-4, high 4-3 speed. He's very raw, but like, He's probably that Jamison Williams role for Alabama. They, they've been searching for that guy. And I know we got burned last year on the Alabama receivers. So I think you're getting a discount on them this year. And I think Malik Benson's that guy to step in, take over. Maybe he's not in, in the 2024 draft, but he probably is in 2025. And with that speed, I think there's a nice floor there too. Um, a guy that, might be on some of my teams already if if kind of we're in that year two year three um but if not one guy i'm going to make sure that i add um that i liked a lot coming in last year is trevante citizen the running back at miami i'm obviously with the injury is concerning but i think there's a lot of question marks around that whole miami backfield miami's going to be better this coming year like tyler van dyke's going to be better like, you know that there's concerns. They just added another running back in A.J. Allen. Um, like, they have a retooled offensive line. If Trevante Citizen's the main running back and he comes back healthy, um, Trevante Citizen is an absolute dog. Uh, so I, I want to add him on all my teams because he's one of those guys that, if he's not drafted already, he's probably a fourth, fifth-round pick in, in Devi drafts. So it's a really late pick that I'm more than happy to uh, add him to my team. I've got another running back for you. Um, Dallin Hayden, running back at Ohio State. He's he's not draft eligible, eligible this year. It'll be next year. And he's probably not going to play that much this year, right? you got Travion Henderson there. 
You've got Mayan Williams there. He's going to be the third back. But both those guys are very likely to be gone this year. And and Dallin Hayden very likely steps into the lead role at Ohio State next year, which is a, a top five like role in the country. It's, it's Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten or top two team in the Big Ten, depending on who you talk to. Uh, top five spot in the program or in the country. And uh, he's pretty talented. He stepped in last year when both those running backs I mentioned got injured last year. And he produced as a true freshman. Um, he's a four-star guy. Uh, if he stays at Ohio State and and steps into that starting role, he is like a guaranteed rise in value once that happens. You can get him for very cheap right now. And um, if this is Debbie, right, you don't need to worry about him producing now. Like uh, you just hold on to him until he does, and I guarantee his value will go up. Oh. Let me piggyback off of that because I think Ryan Williams is underrated in Debbie drafts too. Because I think Ryan Williams got the role for Ohio State, um, and when Travion Henderson got hurt and like has never let it go, he's just this like big, explosive, tough running back that it's the kind of running back that the NFL will overdraft, or you know, fourth, early fourth round or late third round of the NFL draft. I think he should be going in Debbie drafts a lot more than he is. And I almost see, I think every Ohio State running back, you know, very similarly, you should take, take a crack on. Shane, was that your guy or you got another one? For no, no, that was mine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, I'm just, we're just keeping it rolling. I think we're, all the Ohio State backs, put them all in the, the bucket together. Uh, I believe you mean the Ohio State University? Yes. So. Okay. If you, if you draft every Ohio State skill position, the Ohio State University skill position player, you're going to make out. That's just all I'm saying. You're going to have a great team, more than likely. Yeah, right. Um, my guy, so Shane and I uh, just did um, a draft that did the rookie, you know, Debbie combined. Um, my last pick was Dorian Singer, the wide receiver at USC. And this is a guy that I think is going to fall in a lot of drafts he is draft eligible this year if he absolutely explodes at usc who needed wide receiver help right that's why they brought dorian singer in he's a very good wide receiver he could absolutely explode he should be the wide receiver one this year there's a chance he gets overtaken by some of the the freshmen kind of later on in the season but dorian singer a very good wide receiver um i was able to take him i don't know what pick that was shane maybe 408 something like that in, in a league. And there were some players that were going ahead of him that I was a bit confused by. Yeah. Um, so Dorian Singer, a really solid player. I'm probably going to end up with him everywhere because he seems just kind of forgotten. Uh, right. We had a lot of buzz about him when he first went there. And then that buzz has just kind of died down and we just haven't really gotten any other love kind of, you know, we haven't heard anything about him lately. I've got another running back name for you guys. Um, someone who I've talked about in the past, he kind of seems to have uh, become much less talked about, I guess. Montreal Johnson running back at Florida. Uh, everyone loves his his running mate in uh, Trevor Etienne, but Montreal Johnson outperformed him last year, outtouched him, um, had, had more yards. He's not going away, right? So, like, 
I, I also think that Trevor Etienne is talented, but Montreal Johnson is equally talented. I think he's an NFL back. I don't think he's getting treated that way in Debbie drafts. That's a good one. I, I want to talk tight ends a bit. I know we always stay away from tight ends on the show, but I do think that we have some good ones that are Debbie worthy. Uh, Jatavian Sanders, the tight end from Texas, we've drafted in drafts, we've talked about, but he, he is getting legitimate first round buzz at this point. And uh, people are still kind of forsaking him till later in Debbie drafts. Uh, I think it's worth taking. And I'll toss in, you know, the. Um, Draft Kane and I did. I had the Mr. Irrelevant pick, the 412, and that Debbie rookie combined. And, and I took Aranda Gazdan the second, moving to tight end for, at Syracuse, but he's a wide receiver as a tight end. I think that's worth taking a shot on. A guy with a you know, big name, has the bloodlines, has the production on a really crappy throwing team. I think a lot of things could line up for Gadsden to be a legitimate top 50 NFL draft pick. The last guy that I want to make sure that I have on my team, and this is someone that I actually drafted in that same draft um, ahead of of, Dor- of Dar- Dorian Singer, um, and that's Devontae Walker, the wide receiver that transferred from Kent State to uh, UNC. Now you have Drake May throwing the ball. It's clear that he, when he finds one wide receiver he really likes, he's going to get peppered with targets. It's clear that UNC doesn't have that main wide receiver right now. If Devontae Walker can slide into that spot, I think you're you're hitting a really really safe uh, a safe floor because he's going to get a lot of targets. He played well last year, went 58 receptions for over 900 yards, 11 touchdowns at Kent State. If he can make that step up in P5 and just continue to uh, do better, if we're seeing like a thousand yards kind of 12 to 15 touchdowns, he's probably going to be a top 100 pick in the NFL draft. Um, and let's be real, North Carolina needs weapons, and they had to bring somebody in. Um, so bringing in Devontae Walker, I think, is a huge boom for that offense. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Uh, well, Shane, you want to teach us something? I will. I will. I'll teach you something I, I teach in world history. Uh, the Treaty of Tordesillas, 1505, Pope Alexander II brought Spain and Portugal, two Catholic countries, together to settle the new world colonies because they were both going off and finding these islands and lands. And it's like, we, we got to split these up um, correctly. So there started to be some conflict. So he drew a line, it was 100 leagues, 345 miles west of Cape Faraday off the island off of Africa, and they just drew this line, you know, um, basically a line of longitude. And Portugal got really screwed by this because they didn't quite know how expansive the New World was at this point. And so everything that was west of the line Spain got, which is essentially everything, all of Latin America, South America, North America, and Portugal got what now is Brazil. That's it. Uh, pretty much. So that, that's why Brazil speaks Portuguese and like the rest of Latin America speaks Spanish because this random line was drawn. Obviously they ignore the people, native people that live there. They ignored Britain, France, you know, everyone else who cares. Like uh, that's kind of how they split up with the Catholic countries, these, uh, these places. So it kind of interesting to see why 
certain things happen or are today that happened in the early 16th century. That's wild. Uh, before we get into our buy, sell, unknown stock, make sure that you are joining the Discord where you're listening to the podcast in the description. Click on the link. It's completely free to join the Discord. If you want some of the cheapest Debbie rankings you're ever going to get and get a second podcast where you can ask questions, we really talk about C2C. Um, you know, we'll go through your dynasty drafts with you, your Debbie drafts, everything like that. Um, that's just $25 for the year, not for the month, for the year. Um, I'm not a math guy. That's like $2 and some change, I think, for the for each month if you split it up that way like that's i don't know how much that is a day because i also don't like math but i'm gonna say like 22 cents i don't know probably cheaper than that 14 cents nelly is not okay with my math here uh, <laughs> but we're just gonna go with it um so join the discord uh join the secret shopper program it's an absolute blast uh, but let's get into our buy, sell, and unknown stock. Uh, now, I've talked a lot about this guy before. I think he's even more of an unknown for me, not just because I don't know what the Kentucky offense is going to do. Um, two, he's the second-best wide receiver on that team. Three, uh, I like him, but I don't know if I should be drafting him in Devi drafts, and that's Dane Key. Very good player. He played really well, especially when you have that weird offense of Kentucky where they're either throwing a bubble screen or throwing it 60 yards down the field. Um, so, like, he did well in that, but I I don't know, you know, if he doesn't have a lot of production next year, I don't know if he's even a worthwhile pick in, in Debbie um, because if that offense doesn't perform, like, I don't know what else to do. Uh, with him because that basically kind of shoots him down and you're basically hoping then that he even gets drafted so that maybe i'm kind of leaning more towards the sell but I don't, I don't really know what to do um my buy um we talked a, a bit about him on on the previous podcast um but it's brenton strange the tight end uh now with the jaguars we know that Evan Ingram is on that franchise tag. Who knows if they'll end up kind of getting a deal done for him. But uh, Brenton Strange, it doesn't seem like it if they're drafting uh, Brenton Strange. I think he's a really solid player. He's kind of a move tight end. He can do kind of everything that Evan Ingram was doing. And you're basically drafting him kind of late third, early fourth round in rookie drafts. Remember that this is the best draft capital we've ever seen collectively out of a group of tight ends ever. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, my sell. Um, now, we've talked about this guy quite a bit. Um, and it's Drew Alar, the quarterback at Penn State. Now, it's not that, like, I don't think he's talented. Like, sure, he could be talented enough, but he's also at Penn State. Um I don't know if Penn State's going to move the ball down the field enough for him to like continue to be known as kind of this top quarterback in the 2025 class. Like I'm also worried about all the quarterbacks in the 2025 class. Not just Drew Alar and and sure you can make the case that that's probably good for Drew Alar because there's just not that many that are starting so it's either him or Cade Klubnik or someone. Um I'd rather take the shot on Cade Klubnik much better weapons um, in 
in a conference that is probably going to play worse defense than the Big Ten. Um, so it might make Kate Klubnik look a little bit better. But for now, I would just rather not pay the top 12 price, the kind of the fr- end of the first round, early second round price on Drew Lar. I would just rather pass and let someone else take him or trade out of that spot and get multiple assets. Because I think I think you could probably trade Drew Alar for a second-year quarterback in the NFL. I think some people would be willing to trade um, Kenny Pickett for Drew Alar since he's kind of this first-round startup. Um, I would much rather have Kenny Pickett than Drew Alar. Um, for me, you're just accepting a lot of risk when you could just, like, if I told you that Drew Alar got top 25 capital you'd be like that's awesome sign me up well you could just have that with Kenny Pickett like I would just rather do that and just take out all of the risk and already have the quarterback rather than waiting and having that 5-10% chance that he absolutely explodes which I personally don't see happening that's fair Uh, I'll, I'll go next if you have heard a dog or hear my dog crying. It's when I'd Woodrow the dachshund just uh, getting upset. So um, my buy is uh, Penn State guy, not Drew Lar though, is uh, Katron Allen, um, the running back for Penn State. I mean, Nick Singleton, rightfully so, is getting the publicity. I still, I'm going to keep pushing Katron Allen as a, a very talented, athletic running back who's going to share carries. And so I think the Debbie community is going to be too low on him when the NFL is going to say, wow, this duo is really great. I would try to trade, you know, Chase Brown, Izzy Benaconda, kind of re-roll some of those players that are getting decent rookie draft capital but were day three picks. Um, I think it's worthwhile to try to re-roll that for Katron Allen. My sell, I guess I'm going all running backs here, is kind of the the true freshman running backs coming in. Um, I, I, I just put out my 2026 NFL draft rankings on draft countdown and did, did like a one round mock draft. That's fairly meaningless, but, um, and I, I have two running backs in the first round. Cause I, I like putting the skill guys in there. Cedric Baxter from Texas, just the same means from Alabama outside of that. I am not impressed. And even those two, I think are overrated. I think this running back group is bad. I think it's bad, bad. Um, so I'm just passing on that position almost entirely in terms of incoming freshmen. And my unknown is Trey Benson, the running back out of Florida State. I like him. I know Nelly likes him. I, you know, I, I think he's a really good player. Florida State's going to have a good offense. Um, but I, I feel like the hype is getting out there, and it might be pumping up a little too much for me. So I, I'm a little bit weary, Like, I, but I like the players, so it's hard to pass. But, uh, man, I've seen them starting to go high in some of these Debbie drafts. Yeah, the hype train is rolling. It's in full effect. Um, all right, I'm going to go quarterbacks. My buy is going to be Riley Leonard. Um, I've talked about him a decent amount on Twitter lately, a little bit in the Discord as well. I'm a big Riley Leonard fan. I think he's the second-best quarterback in the ACC behind Drake May. I think he was overshadowed a little bit by Drake May last year because Drake May is very good. That being said, Riley Leonard had a very good first year as a starting quarterback. He's six foot four. He's uber athletic. He he could have played Division One basketball. 
Um, and he's got a strong arm. Uh, his biggest knock right now is is processing ability, and that's something that's that's learned. Like you can't learn the tools; you can learn the the processing. So um, he's someone who is like not really on the Devi radar. I've seen his name start to pop up just a little bit more, um, but I, I think he's he's a he's a sneaky, intriguing quarterback for the twenty twenty four quarterback class. Um, yeah, and and remember, Daniel Jones went went first round from Duke with the worst numbers than what Riley Leonard's putting up. Uh, my sell is Shadur Sanders. Um, he's a first time Power Five quarterback on a team with a three point five uh, over under win total on the year. Um, that team is going to be really bad. All his weapons left. He he's only played in. FCS to this point, and he's already in his third or fourth year of college. Like, I think it's an uphill battle to be Devi relevant, right? Like to be someone who's drafted uh, in, in the first or I guess second round of the NFL. We'll, we'll give him that as well. But like, regardless, I think he's being drafted pretty early in, in C2C supplementals and Devi drafts. Even I've seen him go, I, I wouldn't touch him to be honest with you. Um, my unknown is the Alabama quarterbacks. Um, the the million-dollar question this offseason is who's going to start a quarterback for Alabama? Uh, because whoever it is, they'll probably become relevant, right? It's just Alabama quarterbacks are productive because it's a very good team. It's a well-coached team. They produce NFL players. If, if this player steps in and performs, like they're probably a future NFL player, whether that be – whether that be um, who are the three guys, Tyler Buckner, the transfer from Notre Dame, Jalen Milrow, and Ty Simpson. But no one knows who's going to start, right? Buckner just transferred in. Milrow was kind of leading the, the two-man quarterback battle between Simpson and him this spring. But the fact that they went and got a quarterback is is not a vote of confidence. That being said, Buckner has never really like provided confidence in – as an evaluation in college, like he hasn't ever really performed in college. So I don't know who's going to be the starter. I will want shares of the starter, uh, but who that is, I mean, no idea. Fair point. Uh, That is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.